good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, and thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like this video if you're watching us on YouTube, and please do subscribe. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and a host of other podcast players. Now that that's all done, let's jump into today's show. And we'll start off with the daily COVID numbers. The COVID-19 situation has slightly improved with 3,132 new cases and 28 fatalities, down by 405 and 13 respectively from the previous day according to the official data. Of the new cases, 3,039 were in the general population and 33 among prison inmates. On Friday, 3,278 COVID-19 patients were discharged from hospital after recovering from the coronavirus. Now, the latest Phuket Provincial Public Health Office daily COVID situation report has marked 45 new local infections on the island, bringing the total number of people recognised as infected with COVID-19 in Phuket since April 3rd to 18,974. To also note, there has been no community transmissions of the Omicron variant here in Thailand. The positive cases in relation to Omicron have all been caught on arrival during the first PCR test that people do when they enter the country. And that's just to clarify that for anybody who is wondering about the Omicron variant and Thailand at the moment. And moving along, New Year's Eve revelers need jabs and ATK tests. Revelers must be fully vaccinated and produce a negative antigen test result issued within 72 hours before taking part in a New Year countdown event with at least 1,000 participants, according to the Centre for COVID-19 Situation Administration. The assistant spokeswoman for the CCSA said these requirements, announced in the Royal Gazette on Wednesday, are under Section 9 of the Emergency Decree, which was imposed to contain the spread of COVID-19. Events with at least 1,000 participants, organisers, staff, singers and musicians, must be fully vaccinated and undergo antigen testing 72 hours before the event. As for patrons, they must be fully vaccinated and be able to produce a negative ATK test result 72 hours prior to the event, Dr. Apisima said, noting certain requirements will also apply to events with less than 1,000 participants. She said the CCSA Operations Centre officials yesterday discussed virus containment measures for New Year countdown parties, particularly in Bangkok. For such events with less than 1,000 people, such as family or corporate parties, the centre will work with the Department of Disease Control to issue a set of guidelines that will be easy for them to follow, she said. For example, organisers of events with more than 300 people will be required to seek prior permission from Bangkok's district offices or provincial communicable disease committees, she said. She said the New Year's Eve events, which will bring many people together, are still at risk of spreading COVID-19, so people should heed advice from the Public Health Ministry and the Bangkok Metropolitan Administration. Dr. Api Samai also said that Prime Minister Prayachanacha has instructed the Ministry to consider allowing ATK tests to be used to screen participants at all kind of events and social functions in addition to New Year countdown parties. She said that CCSA officials will inspect major New Year's Eve events in the provinces, such as those in Chiang Mai and Nakhon Ratchisama. On Monday, the CCSA also decided to allow the consumption of alcohol in restaurants nationwide on New Year's Eve until 1am on January 1, on the condition that they are open-air restaurants. Dr. Apisamai stressed that the permission applies only to restaurants and eateries, not nightlife venues such as pubs. 
they will face legal action if they sell alcohol in violation of the CCS order, she said. So it looks like New Year's Eve is going to be all about being fully vaccinated and getting tests before you can go to any kind of large event around the country. I think that kind of takes a lot of the fun out of it and having to get yourself tested or at least produce a home kit before you go in. Again, how do they know the home kit is from that person before they go? Who knows? But yes, these are the rules and regulations for that evening. They also talk about restaurants and eateries abiding by the rules and not serving alcohol after 1am on January 1 and at bars or anywhere else that were caught doing would be prosecuted. Now what they failed to mention is that the majority of bars in certainly the blue zone areas and nightclubs have all gotten themselves restaurant licenses so they will be permitted to stay open till 1am and I'm sure you will find a good party going on at any of these places in the likes of Phuket, Bangkok, Pattaya or Chiang Mai. So yeah. There will be plenty going on in these areas. The main thing is, is keep yourself safe if you're out and about and, you know, enjoy yourself. And that's really what New Year's Eve is all about. And moving along, airlines hope to renew demand with crypto bet. Local airlines are keeping up with the digital currency trend in the hopes of spurring more demand next year. The president of Bangkok Airways said the airline previously planned to accept crypto transactions from January 1, 2022 by partnering with BitCub Capital Group holdings to enhance competitiveness through ticket sales. However, the backend system has yet to be stabilized to support such transactions and Bangkok Airways has yet to choose the type of cryptocurrency, meaning the launch date has been delayed to later in January, he said. The airline has a 40% load factor for the year-end period, of which more than 60% is to popular destinations in the north. The Bangkok Phnom Penh route which opened on December 1, has recorded a 50% load factor so far in December. The number of passengers has started to rebound, but overall flight frequencies have recovered by just 30%. Every airline has to extend cost-saving strategies and manage flights under limited demand, said Mr. Putipong, who is also president of the Airlines Association of Thailand. He said international passenger numbers remain weak after the country's reopening on November 1. The chief executive of Thai Air Asia said the airline has to study cryptocurrencies further before offering that payment option as this type of asset is still new. He said the average load factor for the airline since the reopening spiked to 80-85% but it is only operating half of its total fleet. Mr. Santisuk said the fleet will be reduced by 7 aircrafts in January resulting in a 10% cut of 5,000 workers to accommodate the remaining 53 aircraft. If Thai Air Asia can fully operate domestic routes and gain 60 to 70% back of international routes by next year, it will rehire furloughed workers by mid 2022, he said. Mr. Santi Suk said the airline's recovery depends on the Chinese market, as Thai Air Asia used to fly to 13 cities there. TAA recently announced its third international flight from Don Muang International Airport to Singapore under the quarantine free vaccinated travel lanes with three flights per week starting from December 29th. The head of the commercial operations at Thailand Air said the airline plans to operate flights to Singapore next year as well as flights to China, its largest international market, from the second half of 2022. TLA's load factor this month is expected to reach 78-80%. to 80%. Now just some more news on some airlines, and I, I know maybe some people have heard this, but British Airways has suspended UK flights to Bangkok until October next year. So that's October 2022. It has been confirmed that they have suspended all direct flights. 
to Thailand and to Bangkok. And obviously the reason for that, I would say, is a lack of demand, which is being seen across a lot of airlines coming to Thailand at the moment. Now, it's not just them. And I will predict that we will see other airlines cutting flights to Thailand in the near future. At the end of the day, airlines are a business. And if they're not making money, they're not going to fly the route. In the previous story as well, they talked about China and they're kind of pinning their hopes on being able to fly to China next year. I highly doubt that anybody will be flying to China for another year, maybe even two years. China have been very ruthless when it's come to this COVID-19 pandemic. And there is no way with the Omicron variant floating around Europe, eventually it's going to get to Asia, that it's going to reopen its borders anytime soon. So I personally think airlines like this need to probably start to think of other ways to generate income and certainly not be relying on the Chinese market next year at all. And next up, Tat Gimmick rides on 26 influencers. The Tourism Authority of Thailand is planning a massive marketing campaign engaging 26 global and regional influencers to promote the country's reopening, including Thai-British Formula One driver Alex Albon among the candidates. The project named Amazing New Chapters from A to Z, Thailand Has It All, will focus on influencers with lots of followers to represent many tourism products the country wants to promote during its critical recovery period next year, said TAT Governor Yutasak Supasorn. The campaign will be launched at ITB Berlin, a virtual international travel trade show in March 2022, with 26 influencers from different fields who have more than 1 million followers on their social networks, he said. The goal of the project is to reach at least 26 million people globally. Alex Albon is a target for the TAT. The agency assigned all of its overseas offices to recruit potential candidates for the project. Part of the gimmick is the 26 influencers will be selected based on the 26 letters in the Roman alphabet, Mr. Yutusak said. I personally talked to Alex Alban about becoming a tourism ambassador for Thailand. He's a prominent figure who could represent the letter A and help us target motor racing fans globally as sports tourism is one of our key quality markets next year, he said. Mr. Alban teamed with Red Bull Racing during the 2021 Formula 1 season, but in 2022 he will drive for the British team Williams alongside Nicholas Lafita. Mr. Alban has 1.3 million followers on Instagram and around 427,000 Twitter followers, as well as 325,000 followers on Facebook. Mr. Yutasak said a big global campaign is necessary as the country is enthusiastic to show its readiness to welcome international tourists. The new national approach will focus on tourism experiences rather than the sheer volume of visitors, he said. To achieve its target, the agency set three performance indicators for next year. The industry must see nationwide average occupancy for hotels reach 50%, up from 25-30% to 30% this year. The average cabin factor for airplanes reach 70%, and international and domestic expenditure per person reach 62,580 baht and 4,100 baht, respectively. In addition to the A to Z project, the TAT plans to introduce its first phase of its Metaverse offering next year, virtual tours of durian farms, the famed high-value fruit export of Thailand. Several famous fruit farms in eastern Thailand have agreed to join the project by featuring their farms and produce in the virtual world. Now, what the whole article fails to talk about is how much this campaign is really going to cost. And let's say it straight, 
how much is this going to cost the Thai taxpayer? Because these influencers will certainly be doing none of this for free. And with huge social media followings, they are going to be demanding hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of fees for this campaign. It will be interesting to see what other influencers they go after and certainly their names and the kind of traveler and people they appeal to. So we'll certainly be looking out for this in the future from the Tourism Authority of Thailand. And continuing along, in relation to the Tourism Authority of Thailand, the Governor of the Tourism Authority of Thailand has admitted that the number of tourist bookings to Thailand has slowed, with the latest COVID-19 strain of Omicron believed to be the main factor. Yutasak Supasorn said there were an average 5 to 6,000 international tourists arriving in the kingdom per day prior to the Omicron outbreak, but that figure has fallen to less than 3,000 per day since December 8th. He added that on December 15th, it was reported a total of 2,584 tours entered the country and that many were now postponing their bookings to the new year in the hope the Omicron strain can be better understood and contained. The majority of anticipated tourists were due to arrive from Europe, especially the UK, Germany and France, all countries that have been hit hard by the Omicron outbreak. Yutasek confirmed that since the country officially opened its borders for tourists from low-risk countries on November 1, a total of 160,079 tourists have arrived up until December 15th. The top five countries are Germany, the UK, the US, Russia and France. He added that a total of 544,000 have registered for the Thailand Pass and 436,000 have so far been approved and that despite declining numbers, the per capita spend per tourist has risen from approximately 7,000 per person to 8,000 per person. So there you go. A few days ago, he was telling us all and predicting huge numbers for the coming year. And now he's starting to tell us that the numbers are dropping and probably will continue to drop as the Omicron variant takes hold of Europe. A lot of discussion in Europe at the moment is leading them to believe that in the next couple of weeks, the Omicron variant will be the dominant variant across Europe. And of course, eventually it's going to get to Thailand. And the question will be, how do the Thai government respond to an outbreak of Omicron in the kingdom? Now we know and we can see, for example, in the UK, how quickly it has spread. The same thing is happening in France and other countries throughout Europe. And I guess for travelers and people considering coming to the country and expats who are considering going home and then wanting to return is what will the reaction of the Thai government be when Omicron and not an if, it is going to be a when. It arrives in Thailand and starts to take hold. We're probably going to see increases in cases and we're probably going to experience something similar to other countries around the world. So what will the reaction of the government be here? It's hard to predict. At the moment, they're reducing restrictions around the country as the number of COVID cases reduce. You see what's going on with New Year's Eve at the moment and the encouragement to go out, enjoy yourself, have a party, ring in the new year and all that kind of stuff. But will that continue into the new year? My personal feeling is that even if Omicron takes hold in Thailand, as long as the cases don't get completely out of control and hospitals don't get overwhelmed, that the country will not close down. They will continue with the Thailand Pass. They'll continue with the screening and the PCR test, which is why those PCR tests will not be going anytime soon. And I don't foresee the country being shut down as it was April last year when we first detected COVID in Thailand. I just don't see it happening. They've gone too far now and it would be a, a huge loss of face for them. 
to shut down the country again. And also it would be devastating for the economy and businesses here. Now, what you may see as certain countries being restricted from coming here, maybe if cases get out of control in you know, international countries, but just example for the UK, there may come a point where they say, look, we're going to put a pause on the UK coming here. And this is just speculation, but I'm just giving the UK as an example on this. That may be something that will happen. Restriction on certain countries coming into Thailand. Maybe they will be forced to do like, you know, back to the sandbox model. They might be taken off to test and go. Who knows? But I, I just don't see the country being shut down again. But I'd love to know what you guys think about it. Because, you know, you pay a lot of attention to what goes on here in Thailand. You follow the news. You listen to what other people and myself has to say. And I, I'd love to know what you think about this. Do you think if Omicron takes over in this country, do you think the Thai government will shut it down? Do you think they'll hold their nerve and keep it open? I'd love to know, you know, your opinion on all of this down in the comment section down below, as always. And next up, some important information in relation to testing positive for COVID here in Thailand. So Phuket officials explains the procedure. An official serving with the Phuket Tourism Assistance Center has explained the procedure for tourists who test positive for COVID-19 after landing in Phuket. The question was posed by a tourist coming to Phuket who expressed his main concern of separation from his children. Now, despite the plethora of news releases announcing the test and go entry scheme on November 1, and the news announcements praising its success, the actual process remains to be explained by senior tourism officials. Pawina Chenawang of the Phuket TAC explained that the procedure depends on the severity of infections the tourist is experiencing. Ms. Pawina explained that after landing at Phuket International Airport, tourists have swab samples taken while they are still at the airport. The tourist then goes to the SHA Plus Hotel that the tourist has booked and waits for the result. This will take 7 to 8 hours before test results are known. If a tourist tests positive for the virus, the resulting action depends on the symptoms the tourist is experiencing, she added. If a tourist has bad symptoms, he or she will be taken to hospital. It will be the hospital that the SHA Plus Hotel, where the tourist has booked, has contracted with to provide medical support, she explained. The tourists will have to check with the hotel where they have booked to know which hospital that is. However, she said, if a tourist has light or no symptoms, they might be asked to move to a hospital or they might even be allowed to stay at the SHA Plus Hotel where they have booked. A third option, depending on the circumstances, is that the tourists might be asked to stay at an alternative quarantine or AQ venue, Miss Pawina said. If a child tests positive and they are too young to be left unattended or cannot eat, drink or shower by her or himself, then the parent will be allowed to stay with the child. But if the child is old enough to be alone in a hotel room for periods of time, then health officials will ask the parents to remain physically separated from the child to reduce the risk of the parent becoming infected. Ms. Pawina was unable to give a clear explanation of the procedure for a single parent testing positive after landing in Phuket while the child tests negative for the virus. This is a matter for health officials to determine the risk of infection. I am sure they will do their best they can do, she added. However, Ms. Pawina noted, if the parent insists on staying with the child, then the parent must accept the risk of infection and be prepared to pay the full cost of any treatment. She also repeated, please remember, if there are no symptoms of infection, then the tourist will just be asked to stay at a hospital or stay at the hotel where they have booked. Regarding any refunds from the SHA Plus Hotel where the tourist booked to stay before coming to Thailand, 
Miss Pawina admitted that this is a matter between the hotel and the tourist. It depends on the hotel, but normally a tourist will not be able to get a refund, she said. Now, that's just a little bit of information. Now, the bit about being allowed, if you're positive, to stay at the SHA Plus Hotel, I, from what I've heard from my experiences with the whole situation, that just doesn't happen. You are moved to an AQ, Alternative Quarantine Facility, which is normally a hotel that has been contracted to do that, and you will stay there. The reason this is, is because they're best prepared to deal with COVID-positive patients on a daily basis, whereas a hotel would not be. So in terms of delivering food, in terms of cleaning, in terms of just the general way you look after a COVID patient that's in quarantine. Again, they would also have security to ensure that people weren't leaving the facility. Whereas in a hotel, it would be a lot more open and there is a possibility that somebody could leave their room quite easily and wander off. And from my knowledge, really it's alternative quarantine, not SHA+, where a positive, no symptoms person would be staying. So that's just a little bit of information but again for parents the likelihood if your child gets infected and personally if it was mine I would stay with the child I wouldn't be leaving the child and you risk getting infected but it's your child and you have to do what you have to do to make sure that child is going to be okay again more information it is all a bit crazy in my opinion the rules are just they're just there's something fundamentally wrong with the way Thailand is behaving in relation to all of this and if you look from other countries you know Yes, you have to quarantine, as we discussed before, but this seems kind of so primitive the way it is, especially the fact that Thailand has plenty of COVID in it already. I just think this is a huge overreaction, you know, and not the way to treat tourists who are coming to spend their money in this country. Yes, they have to quarantine for a period of time, but it should be done and handled in a much better way, in my opinion. And steaming ahead, Krabby Prison under control after riot over handling of COVID-19 infections. Officials managed to bring a riot by inmates in Krabi province under control today after up to 400 inmates went on a rampage damaging prison property in protest against the handling of COVID-19 infections. The inmates demanded that those infected be moved out of the prison or the unaffected be transferred for their safety but when their demand was rejected they rioted and prison guards resorted to the use of rubber bullets. Senior provincial officials including the governor rushed to the prison late last night to explain to the protesters that they do not have a separate zone in which to isolate the infected inmates, but that the handful of serious cases have been sent to an outside hospital. COVID-19 has already infected about 300 inmates at that prison, out of a total of 2,159 inmates there. Police, defence volunteers and army troops were also dispatched to the prison last night to assist the guards in controlling the riot and to prevent escapes. Correction Department Director General flew into Krabi this morning to take charge. The situation is now reported to be under control. Prison officials said that the rioters did not burn any property but some lit bonfires as a gesture of protest. Well, I kind of somewhat sympathise with these prison inmates. Now, basically what's been going on is people being getting affected. They haven't been separated from the general population, which basically is allowing the entire population in prison to get infected with COVID-19. They're certainly not having protective measures and separating and isolating as they do with other people around the country. Now, I know you're in prison, but you still have rights when you are in prison. And certainly you have the right not to be infected with COVID-19 because the prison system hasn't devised a plan for what they do when they have inmates who are COVID positive. 
yes, they should be separated and they should have a plan for this. And yes, the riot went on for two days and there were some great pictures on the internet. Hopefully I have a few up on the screen as we're doing this story just to give you an idea of what was going on. But we'll move along to the next story of the day. And finally, the Phuket News. Three-day food festival kicks off in Patong. Patong last night kicked off a three-day festival called the Roy Nat Yadai that is aimed to boost tourism and the local economy. Phuket prepares for amazing New Year countdown. Listed as one of five nationwide provinces permitted to do so, Phuket will hold an official New Year countdown to 2022 to stimulate tourism and build confidence in public health and safety. And finally, the Peaks residents reduced to rubble. The Peaks residents, ruled by the Supreme Administrative Court as illegally occupying protected forest land at Katanoi on Phuket's southwest coast, has been demolished. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kieran Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.